Hi, I'm Sophia, a founder and mother. This podcast is all about empowering mums who are ready to launch and grow businesses without the overwhelm, stress and confusion. Join me and some very special guests as we share game-changing tools, tips and actionable strategies designed to give mums ownership over their futures. If you're looking for freedom and flexibility for your family, you'll find it here at the Founder and Mother podcast. All the show notes and resources we talk about in each podcast episode can be found over at founderandmother.com, which is also where you can get more information on our business launch and growth courses, which are designed exclusively for mums. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Founder and Mother Show. I cannot believe we're on to episode four. I'm really enjoying chatting to you guys through the camera on my phone. So hopefully you're enjoying listening. If you have listened to some of the previous episodes, you'll know that um, the kind of structure of these podcasts at the start is really sharing the journey that I'm on to launch Founder and Mother. Um, and the reason that I'm doing that is because I think it gives a really good, it's a real life example. It's the way that in, w- in which I'm taking this business from an idea to reality. And I think in that way as well, it gives you some really tangible lessons rather than just talking about these concepts at like, a really high level. We can we can be a bit more specific, which hopefully is uh, yeah, more, more for you to mull over when you're thinking about your business idea or how to grow your own business. So, so far we've explored the why of um, how to find the why of your business and how to create a single page business plan and why we'd want to create a single page business plan. That was episode two. And in the last episode, we spoke about how to find simple, quick and cheap ways to take your idea from a plan into action. So we've covered those kind of first three steps. And in today's episode, we are going to focus on probably one of the most important parts of any business, the customers. Um, A few of you have actually reached out to me to say that finding the right customers or understanding who your target customers are is one of the kind of barriers that you have to thinking about launching a business or growing your business. How do you find the right customers for your business and how do you make sure when you're selling the business that you have or the products that you're uh, creating the right people are buying them. So if that's you, if you feel like you're not sure who your target customers are or um, how to make sure that they're the ones that are purchasing your product, um, then this episode is for you. And it's really about going a little bit deeper on who your target audience is. And I'm gonna give you some steps and some prompts to think about that and how to make sure those customers feel like you're talking directly to them. So not just in general comments and general statements that you really understand who they are and that the things that you talk about in your marketing messages and on your website really appeals to those specific customers. It's a really important topic, this to me, because I think people can make a few kind of common mistakes, which I'm gonna go through, but to help kind of frame this conversation, I've created another free downloadable template, which you can find on foundermother.com, um, which will help you firstly think about who your customers are and a framework for really getting them, giving them some characteristics and getting them really front and center um, so that you absolutely can't forget about them when you're putting your marketing messages out. So when we talk about our target audience for a business or the target customers, we want to be super clear on exactly who those customers are and what makes them your ideal customer. So we want to be able to easily identify and articulate the people who will benefit most from what it is you're selling, whether that's a product or a service. Now, you might think that everyone can benefit from your product. Um, or your service, but being specific here really pays off. We want to be really clear about the problem it is that our products or service solves for. So 
although um, you might think that everybody can benefit from your business, what it all does if you go out with messages that kind of speak to everybody is that you end up speaking to nobody very specifically and it can really dilute your marketing message. So tip number one is when you're thinking about your target customers, we want to be able to identify two to three groups of people that we have specific products or solutions for within our business um, and think about what problems it is and what solutions we have. So we're going to be really targeted here. So it might sound a bit counterintuitive. We're going to go from thinking everybody can benefit to being really tight and really specific about who can. So that's the kind of first tip that we've got. As I said before, if we do think about it, it being our business being something that everybody can benefit from, you go out with this blanket approach and what you end up trying to do is trying to kind of create messages or an advert or um, talk about yourself in a way that appeals to everybody. And as we all know, you can't be everything to everybody. And we want to make sure that we are really focused on what our customer, our target customer pain points are, what they need, what their requirements are, and therefore what our solution is for them. Because we want them to feel like we really understand them and we don't want them to feel like they're just in a big group with lots of other people and we're kind of overlooking their needs. We want to be really clear on their needs and really clear about how we solve the problem that they're experiencing. So I've got some prompts here to help you think about who your target audience or target customer might be. Um, things You can think about these things maybe next time you're out for a walk or if you're in the car and you know the baby's not screaming and you've actually got a bit of mental capacity to have a think about these things. Sometimes you might, I sometimes have to think about things like this when I'm up at two in the morning or three in the morning feeding, but equally a lot of mums, that's not the time to be <laughs> to be having these types of thoughts. But yeah, next time you've got a couple of minutes, just some, like some thought starters, you don't expect you to be able to go away and create everything all at once, but just to start mulling some of these things over. So the first and the biggest question is to ask yourself who benefits most from your product or service? So who was the person that you were thinking of or who was the type of customer you were thinking of when you created this sometimes it might be you it might be that you know you noticed that there was a gap in the market for a certain product that you've been using and um, or it might be that there was somebody else you were thinking about or a friend of a friend or you know kind of whoever but who was the person in your mind that you were creating the product or the service for and it might be that there's a number of different types of people and you might have different products or services that suit them but thinking about what problem does your product solve or service and who are you thinking of are some really good prompts. Once you've thought about those, try to kind of group, I guess, the common attributes of those people. So what kind of, yeah, what 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 is the commonality between them? What kind of makes them into a group versus just these individual people? And when you're thinking about that, don't just think about the demographics, like the age or the gender, because yeah, that, that kind of stuff is important. But you know, what we want to know is behavioral, like how do these people think? What do these people, how do these people experience the world? What does their day to day look like? What frustrates them and kind of group them based on that, because if we can understand, you know, someone's frustration, their pain points, what they're trying to achieve and what they're not able to achieve. And we can see where our product or service kind of fits and where it helps them. That's really a great end to end kind of overview of who our customers are and how we, you know, why and why they would buy from us, because we've solved a problem for them. And those problems are going to be quite specific. So that's much more powerful than, you know, it's women aged 35 to 40. Like there's a lot of different types of women in that age bracket. <laughs> what specific, what's specific about them? Because, you know, the age is not really, uh, you know, something that we can really be super targeted with. So um, thinking about who benefits most from your product or service, who were you thinking of when you created uh, your product or service, what are those common attributes beyond just, you know, they've got blonde hair, they're, they're a mum. 
Um, and what challenges, and getting really deep on this question, so what challenges do they face? Um, and therefore, what opportunities are there to help them? And I think every business solves a problem. You don't have to be a huge business like an Apple or, you know, um, a not-for-profit, like any type of business that you create, you've most likely thought of because you've seen a need in the market and you're thinking about how to solve that. So I do really challenge you to think about what problem it is you're solving because 100% you'll be solving a problem for somebody and you've just got to start thinking about it in that mindset. That's a much more powerful and impactful way of thinking about what it is that you do versus are we, you know, we just sell X or we, um, you know, provide services to Y. We want to think about what does that do? If that service is provided or that product exists, what does that allow for a customer to do? And what does that mean for the, the on effects for the kind of rest of their life? So how your product or service solves a problem is really critical. So there's some prompts for you. It's much, much more powerful and it's going to return far more an investment for you if you could be more specific with your customers um, about what it is you do for them. And an example might be, so um, one, one example would be, say you were a, a personal trainer in the fitness industry and you created a product which was all about helping women, you know, postpartum, get back into exercise, uh, recover from, you know, uh, pelvic floor you know, the, the, the pelvic floor kind of strain that you have when you're pregnant, potentially through birth, um, and get them back into exercise. You know, there's some considerations that the, that audience would have, like they would have a very big time commit, very time, you know, very time limited, um, well, they have a limit on their time because they're looking after their babies as well if they're postpartum. They have some pelvic floor considerations. They would have um, some frustrations about, you know, looking after their baby. They might have there's some specific situations and specific pain points that that group, that target group would have versus the outcome which the outcome of the program might be you know to get stronger or to lose fat or to tone up or whatever the outcome is that's really a general kind of you know if you were to go out with a marketing message that just spoke about getting stronger that's that's kind of appealing to a, a wide group of people but it's not talking to anybody specifically and so if I was a mum who was postpartum and I just saw a program that was like get stronger I, I wouldn't feel like that was necessarily the program for me but if I saw a program that was all about the frustrations that I'm feeling, like how will I get time to work on my fitness? Like I want to be able to lift my baby up, but my back's really hurting because it's not strong enough or I've got problems with my core. Like how can I find a way to kind of do both? And then I saw those messages reflected in the marketing for this personal training company. I'd feel far more like that's the place for me. I feel like they understand me and I'm going to pursue, you know, my investigation about whether or not that's the right place for me. So can you see how being really generic about an outcome, yes, it would appeal to more people, but you kind of, it goes over more people's heads. You want to be able to understand this target, this type of people have this problem and here's how my product solves it. This second type of people have a similar problem or slightly different, and I've also got a solution to solve them, to solve for them. So businesses will generally have more than one target customer group. And um, certainly I'd say two or three is probably an ideal number. You don't want to have kind of 10. Um, but everyone, every target customer you have should have a product or service solution attached. So now you understand or you've got some thinking around who your target customers are. It's really useful to think of your target customers as real people because, well, they are real people. You've created a product or service for them and you're understanding their frustrations and how you can fix and solve that for them. But when you think about them as real people, it can really help you keep that person or that persona 
um, in mind. And that is a tool, there's a tool that we can use to do that, which is called audience personas, or sometimes people call it buyer personas. But basically you're creating a character um, around like a snapshot of information of these people. So um, you understand, you know, what their problems, and I've mentioned before, the pain points are, and you kind of give that a characteristic. You put a photo with them, you can give them a name, you can really, really think about, you know, what it is that this person um, needs from my product. Where will they look for information about products like this? And you can keep those audience personas really, and um, they'll become a really important part of what you do when you start to think about marketing. So um, creating audience personas is really a great way of keeping your target customers front of mind. And the audience persona template that I've created on the Founder and Mother website is a really useful tool to do that. Um, it's a free download as with the business plan, which is the other free download that I've done um, for episode two. There are plenty of audience persona templates on the internet. You don't have to use this one. Um, but to make this one a little bit um, you know, more valuable for you. There's actually three kind of parts to it. So the first document you'll see when you download the, the free template is that I've actually filled it in for one of my personas. So I've got a persona who, um, Sarah Jane, <laughs> she's 36, she's a mum. She's got some frustrations around um, wanting to create, um, you know, more flexibility for her family, but has some fear of failure. Um, she's really not sure about her business idea being valid. She's not sure how she'll find the time and so I've created a business persona around her. She's one of my she's one of my core business personas or audience personas. And um, I've put lots of information in there. Like I've, I've, I've written about her frustrations. I've given some direct quotes, which I actually got from my survey. And if you listened to episode three, you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, I've really bulked out as much information about her, given her a bio, a background. I'm talk, I talk about where I might engage with Sarah Jane, like physically, she, you know, what places she might visit and also online, which um, digital apps she might use. Like I might think about where I would advertise for her and some key messages that I will use on my website to attract people who are like Sarah Jane. So there's a filled, fully filled out um, document in there that you can look at for, you know, um, for some for, for an example like a tangible example then there's a blank document which is where you can put all of your information in um, and to help you get to the blank in, the blank document so help you get to the point where you have the information to fill that in there's as always which i love to provide are the editable files that open up in your notes app or whatever the um, google equivalent is the android equivalent is um, so that will open up in your notes app, perfect for when you're out walking or if you're feeding or if you've got, you know, a little bit of time where you can type away on your phone, put your thoughts down and then refine them into the template. And like I said, you ideally would have a couple of those so you can, you know, just copy the file. It's quite easy to do. I hope will be a very useful tool for you to do that with and it will give you a real good sense of what an actual audience persona looks like and how you can create a couple for yourself. Um, once you've done that, the real benefit of having these audience personas is, as I said, you can literally, and lots of people do this in marketing teams, will print out, I mean, I'm sure there's much more technical ways of doing it, but when I used to work in some offices, we would print out those personas, we would have them on the wall, and we would always refer back to them. I remember in previous roles where we would write blogs, part of the blog, we wouldn't publish this, but internally part of the approval process was which persona are we writing for? And, and then, you know, the team would kind of come together and decide whether or not it really spoke to that persona because different messages and different ways of talking, different frustrations and pain points need to be, um, you know, really explicit depending on who we are talking about. Um, and personas are, gr are really great like that because you could have a breadth of people. You could have some, you know, one of the places I used to work, we had two target segments. One was um, 
kind of ki parents of kids under five and one was teenagers like 17 plus so kind of, kind of polar opposite in terms of for those people 17 plus we want to show our brand as being edgy and full of adrenaline but for the mums and dads of the naught to five year olds we want to show it being really safe so personas for us was a great way to be able to say okay we've got these two distinct audiences what kind of things do they want to look for um, and what kind of things are important to them when considering you know whether or not to go with us as a brand um, and use that in our website copy. We use that in all of the marketing messages. We use that as imagery. So we wanted to make sure that when the 17 year olds went onto the site, they saw images, if you know, of, like I said before, more like adrenaline, you know, these, um, these types of really active kids. We wanted them to recognize themselves in the imagery. So we had that persona kind of sitting on our wall and made sure that when we were talking about the products that served that target audience, it really represented them in the way in which we spoke about ourselves, in the way in which um, the imagery we used and where we spoke about that stuff. So 17-year-olds versus parents of a 0 to 5-year-olds are going to kind of exist in different spaces online. You know, mums um, generally are kind of more, well, this is kind of a bit outdated now, but back in the day, mums were more Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, and then there's a complete suite of um, apps that, you know, 17 year olds were kind of using. So we had different website copy, different imagery, and we put our messages in different places, depending on the audience we were speaking to. And those personas are a really great tool to keep front of mind. OK, does that image actually look like Sarah Jane? Would Sarah Jane, you know, um, kind of see herself within this copy? Does that talk to a mum who is experiencing this as a frustration? So um I really encourage you to have a think about two to three personas for your business. Absolutely think about what problem your business solves. Think about who you were um, created a business for in the first place. It might be like taking your mind back to when you first experienced the problem or you first heard of the problem. Have a look at the audience personas and just start to jot a bit of thinking down. Oftentimes, once you start just putting a few bullet points down, you you know a lot of stuff comes to you that you weren't expecting. So um, it certainly shouldn't be an arduous job to do that. And fill out the blank ones. I'd love to hear from you or, I'd, you know, really love to um, to see kind of how that tool helps you keep the customer that you have for your business or the ideal customer front of mind and helps you really talk to them and be really specific about what it is your business can do for them because that's how we will get more customers that we want, more of the type of customers that we want and um, more sales from the customers that, that yeah, um, use the business. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. As I mentioned before, please feel free to download the tool on founderandmother.com if you want to. If you um, would prefer to watch me talk about this as a video, there will be a few little inserts of the actual template. Then check me out on YouTube or listen to me on the podcast on Spotify or Apple. Thanks heaps.